is the Power Adulting Podcast, where we are hunting down the experiences, struggles, and golden nuggets of wisdom from our helpful guests. Stay tuned for an exciting weekly adventure that uncovers practical tips, tools, and tactics to get you from stuck in the muck to smashing your way through life's toughest roadblocks. Your body produces subtle signals that communicate exactly what's going on. The key for success, like any good partnership, is learning how to understand and apply those messages. You're not crazy, but you are in a complex relationship with yourself. And sometimes you need a good health therapist to figure things out. That's what Elle does on today's show. And I hope you're as excited as I am to discover the jewels of wisdom from her medical practitioner. Hit subscribe to get these adulting hacks first thing every Thursday morning. Hello, beautiful humans, and welcome back to the Power Adulting Podcast. It is a rainy day here in Bend, Oregon. We are excited to take this opportunity to dive into nutrition, hormones, and sleep. If you are just tuning in now, season five has been a very reflective season, a little different from our last seasons. We are not interviewing anybody at this moment, not to say that there won't be an interview later in the season, but at this moment, we are reflecting on 2022 and the lessons that have been learned, the progress that has been made, and just what we can share with you guys to help make your adulting experience a little less terrible. (laughs) (laughs) Can you put that in any more negatively? (laughs) We all know no one wants to adult. We were just born into it. Okay. So anyways, last week you missed health catch up talking about health is wealth and my amazing transformation through the use of a supplement company. I was quite skeptical at first, but check out that episode to find out more. If you are struggling with your health and have the funds to be able to support your journey, definitely something I would recommend finding a practitioner who could support you. You got to invest in yourself. It's not nice being miserable. No, it is time. not. It is and miserable it, being miserable. It, miserable being miserable. Yes. So. And episode one, we talked about slowing down and we have not achieved all the goals that we wished we would have in 2022. And that's okay. It is okay to go at your own pace. There is no ideal timeline. Take your time. Enjoy the ride. It's not about the destination. It's about the journey. So with that, let's dive into nutrition, hormones, and sleep. All of those things I sucked miserably at until this year. And now I suck a little less miserably at them. (laughs) Just wanted to tell everyone that your body is a machine that is going to tell you when things are wrong. Your job as its person in charge is to respond to the signals you're getting. Listen to your body. I had a lot of red flags going on for me. I knew stuff was up. I was getting not much from doctors. I actually rejected all doctors and medicine for a long time. And not just reject, but they, they were not helpful. They told whatsoever. me I was lying and I was wrong. And more than that, but they'd have to listen to episode exactly. one. Two. Two, sorry. Episode two. So I wanted to talk about some of the solutions that I have found through the help of practitioners and my acupuncturist, my practitioner through this detox that I talk about in episode two. So we need to be eating for our hormone health. I maybe kind of knew it, but I'm such a person that I want like specific do this. Like, I don't want you to give me the woo woo. Like these are some things that you should be focusing on. Like I need exact numbers. I can't 
a formula. Yeah, I can't just ballpark it. You know, I'm not good at ballparking it. I need somebody to tell me this is exactly what needs to be done. And that is what my pr- practitioner did. And I wanted to share just the tip of the iceberg that has really impacted me because this is not everything. This is literally just three figures that really helped me be able to hone in on my hormones and nutrition. She basically said that we need to be focusing on protein, fat, and fiber. I do- Repeat that again, because I think that's really good for all of us to remember. So protein- I started out vegetarian when I was doing this. So you could do yogurt, you could do beans, you could do, I was actually pescatarian, so I could eat fish. Some bread has protein in it. You want to focus on getting a certain number of protein per meal. And I'm going to share that number in a second. Fat. We don't want to overburden ourselves with fat. I love cheese. I love avocado. Prior to this knowledge, I was definitely thinking I was healthy by eating, say, avocado on toast, but there was no protein. Toast has maybe like six grams of protein in it. Avocado is a fat. It does not have protein. It is brain food. You know, it's it's one of those things that helps your brain function. But that's only brain, one piece of the puzzle. Right. You need to have the other piece. So that's not a that's not a complete meal. That's not the pyramid. Correct. So you need to be having fat in your meal. That could be olive oil. That could be avocado. That could be cheese. I don't know what other fat. Nuts are fat. And then lastly, and protein. Nuts have. Oh, high yeah. protein as well. But you want that balance there. And fiber. Fiber, I think of, you can get fiber in different breads. You can get fiber through vegetables. What? Is that right? You mean you don't have to eat bread to get fiber? Roughage. You can, you can get it in roughage, in vegetable. It can be broccoli, can be uh, asparagus, can be carrots, it can be kale. It and you can, can even go to Trader Joe's and get those prepackaged, easy to make vegetable bags that you just dump into a pan and you heat up and bada bing, bada boom, there's your veggies. <laughs> you don't have to cut it up or like me, hope that it doesn't rot before you eat it. So there are a lot of things. So let's go over these numbers here really quick. We already discussed we need protein, fat, and fiber in every single meal. My practitioner, Dr. Emily Plasker, if you are interested in talking with her, her Instagram is at D-R-E-M-P-L-A-S-K on Instagram. I don't get any kickbacks. I'm just a patient and she's been really helpful for me. So if you're interested in learning more or connecting with her, she's a great resource. I'm not a scientist. I'm not a nutritionist. I'm just a person who has worked on their nutrition. But and is doing a whole lot better. A whole lot better. Dr. Yeah, Emily, exactly. She said that every single meal you should be eating 30 grams of protein. 30 grams really? in every meal. Do you know how hard that is as a vegetarian pescatarian? Oh, I was probably eating 10, maybe, maybe 10 in the past before I had this knowledge. When I learned about this, I was like looking at the back of labels. I'm like, oh, yogurt, this yogurt has like seven grams of protein. Not going to eat that. Ooh, this one has 15. Okay. Looks like I can only buy this one. Ooh, this granola has six. Okay. We put those together. That's 20 grams. Now I just need 10 more. It was, it was really, I was like beans, 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 and all the meals. So Protein is so critical. There is some protein in vegetables as well, too. But but very minimal. Very minimal. To get 30 grams of protein, I don't know how. That's more your fiber. Correct. So 30 grams of protein a meal. She says 10 to 30 grams of fat per meal. 
So that's trying to get you a good range there, you I was know. Say that's a big spread in, yeah. in there. Uh, so it gives you some flexibility. Okay. Um, and five to fifteen grams of fiber per meal. And so I found all those numbers to be a little overwhelming. I'm a newbie at nutrition. Trying to get a meal that was balanced in all those was really challenging for me. But I just wanted to give you those numbers so that you had them. What I actually did. I just focus on protein because that's the hardest for me. I focus on getting 30 grams of protein per meal and it's changed the way I feel incredibly. An alarm button for me uh, also uh, on that. If anybody's familiar with at Organic Olivia, she's another herbalist that I follow that is super duper knowledgeable. She has a podcast herself. I think it's What's the Juice? I think that's her podcast. Don't quote me on that. But if you look up Organic Olivia, you'll find it. She actually talked to another health professional and they also agreed that 30 grams of protein per meal. They are not affiliated with us. I've never talked to her in my life. She is a secondary source that confirmed the fact that 30 grams of protein per meal is crucial. What she said was for maintaining muscle mass. By having that protein, that's what maintains your muscle mass. So I thought that was fascinating. So, oh, and the last thing Dr. Emily had told me was trying to limit to 25 net carbs two to three times daily. Net carbs are more challenging for me. I believe it's carbs minus fiber and not sugar, but like sugar substitutes. Um, you know what those are? Like, like stevia uh, has like neutral. sugar alcohols. Oh, those, sugar alcohol. So um, I think to find your net carbs, don't quote me on this either, because like I said, I'm focusing on the protein, but net carbs is the carbs of whatever you're eating minus the fiber, minus the sugar alcohols. So somebody who understands that better could even message us and let us know. <laughs> Educate <laughs> us if I said that correctly. I did keto for a hot second in 2017 because I was in a whole health mess. So I tried keto and you had to keep your carbs under 20 net carbs. And that's what I remember doing from keto, but that didn't last very long. It wasn't able, I wasn't able to sustain that, but basically to eat for hormone health, basic rundown. Like this is just 30 grams of protein per meal, 10 to 30 grams of fat per meal, five to 15 grams of fiber per meal and 25 net carbs two to three times daily. And if I'm being honest, I was probably eating all carbs prior to this. I had zero balance. And so carbs are more like the snacks. Fruit, fruit is or, carb. I guess vegetables are carbs, but I would. They're a complex carb. Yeah, I would focus no, no. more on simple carbs, which is the rices, the breads, every single processed food you ever will consume. Right. All those kinds of things, trying to limit those. And if I'm honest, it's hard. And so for me, what made it easiest was focusing on that protein. I just make sure that every single meal I am trying to get to 30 grams of protein and I'm not going to worry about the rest. But if you're a super meticulous person who like plans their meals ahead of time in my fitness pal, this is a great starting place working with say, say somebody else, like a nutrition coach or somebody else, they could support you. But if you're doing it on your own and want to do it free, last episode, we talked about the things that cost money that improve your health. My detox and different practitioners I see, those all cost money. This does not cost money. It just takes time. Yeah. And so this is a free starting place for anybody who is as confused as I was. I really appreciated that. Yeah, I think if we can even draw any closer to that pyramid of protein, fat, and fiber, protein, fat, and fiber, protein, fat, and fiber, you know, the <laughs> going stuck in mind. <laughs> you know, if we can just draw any closer to the numbers that you're talking about is an improvement because most of us are so out of 
skew. Uh, you I was know. just clueless. Yeah, we're way off from anything remotely close to. I would just eat when I was starving. Yeah, and we'd eat the crappiest kind of stuff. Yeah, exactly. The fastest. The crappiest. fastest. Exactly. So it does take a little planning, but. That is my little nutrition spiel. And last episode, I talked about how I was doing, I've been doing that detox and I will continue doing it for another six months. Yeah, it's a 10 month. It's a 10 month protocol. And I you're may, already good after three months or you're feeling better. I'm feeling better. Three. Yeah, I'm, I may stop at month eight. We'll, we'll see. But something that really changed my life is the fact that I have been pescatarian for five years, not due to moral issues, but due to physical reasons, digestive. digestive issues. So like, I understand if you're vegetarian or vegan for like moral reasons, I get it. And I respect your opinion, but my body during my pregnancy, which you can hear about in the last episode, craved meat. And I knew it was time to make changes, but I was so fearful because back in before I quit meat and got it out of my diet, I was having intense stomach pains. My body was not digesting meat. I was really not doing well. And so I was really fearful that I would start eating meat again on my own and just revert back to those same symptoms. And I- Same pain. I didn't want to experience that. So my practitioner, Dr. Emily said, after I had done, I think I did a month and a half, I opened my detox pathways. And then after that, she was like, if you feel comfortable, you can add meat back into your diet. It's going to help with your protein intake. And meat is a healthy part of a human diet. So a month and a half in. It was a month you, and a half in. You'd been avoiding meat for so long for digestive. And a month and a half in, you were able to incorporate it back in without any problems. I, Connor and I just got a double cheeseburger today. <laughs> Because why not kick your meat, meat <laughs> off diet with, off with the with cheeseburger? And... I just haven't stopped from there and I've felt great. I have not had one side effect. We were talking about bowel movements last episode. Those are great. I wonder if meat was a missing component. I took it out for a reason. I was I was terrified. I had a lot of pain, but I'm very grateful that my body is functioning better. Functioning better. <laughs> better than it was before and it's able to support that. Yeah. So that's been an amazing change. Yeah, and just back to the vegetarian thing. You can get there with the protein, fiber and fats. It just You eat take, a lot more. Yeah, you have to it takes work it does. to get that much protein. A lot of yogurt, a lot of beans. Yes. That was like, and I didn't want to be eating, you know, like the beyond meat because that's just wrought with chemicals and different things. And I so, yeah. I mean, everything processed is still, how do they make it if it's not chemicals? So that was where I'm at. And I'm just so, so grateful that I am feeling better. I'm a lot more mindful of my nutrition. I am nowhere near perfect, but it's like you said, it, it's a journey. It's a timeline. We're taking it, you know, just a little bit upwards motion. Yeah. yeah. So that was the biggest change here for me. And that affects your hormones. That has affected my sleep. It's affected everything. But my practitioner, she is a wealth of knowledge, as you can tell, because this is where I've learned all this stuff from. She also recommended, because I was having trouble waking up, severe trouble, as we talked about in the last episode. Seriously, so Severe, a noontime, barely struggling out of bed to get started. It was rough. She suggested sun exposure first thing in the morning to on the bare skin to help with your circadian rhythm. She recommended 
recommended, say, taking the dogs out for a walk or just going out and sitting in the sun. That's definitely a lot easier in the summertime. Um, In the wintertime, it is cold and the motivation to do it is a lot less. But I definitely saw a huge impact. I actually had one of my acupuncturists tell me the same thing, that I should be getting sun on my bare face first thing in the morning. And that's supposed to help regulate your system and help your sleep improve. Yeah, the whole circadian clock is activated by that sun. Do those not natural lighting systems that they say are those? uh, I don't think they do the same thing. I've definitely been interested in getting one of those sunrise alarm clocks. It's basically like an alarm clock that like shines this orange yellow light into your room when the alarm goes off. And I think that would be beneficial for me since we have blackout lights and we can't keep the curtains open at night because there's a floodlight coming in from the neighbor's house. So I think that would be beneficial for waking up, but I don't think it does the same thing as actually getting sun on your skin as you're walking. I was just hoping there might be a solution or maybe somebody has a solution that we could research on that because winter, it is hard. I even live in San Clemente, which is very moderate temperatures. And it's hard to get the sunshine in in, um, those winter Mm -hmm. months. It is. And I guess another thing, another factor for me is going to bed at 2 a.m. also doesn't help you wake up earlier than like 10 a.m. noon. So I think having a sleep schedule, if you want to be getting up early-ish, you want to be kind of like a morning person, you can't be a night person. It really is one or the other. Like Connor, my husband Connor got a new job at a bioscience company here in Bend, thanks to our amazing friend Alex and his fiance Courtney. He's a scientist there and he hooked my husband up and my husband has never been happier. But one, another, an additional benefit to that, other than his joy and happiness at his new job is that he has to be out of the house by 5 30 in the morning so you can't be going to bed at midnight if you got to be up at 5 30 so that kind of external shift has also helped my hormones and my sleep because i rely on external accountability we've talked about this in past episodes gretchen rubin did a whole book on four tendencies and everybody has a different tendency and some people are just very internally driven And I am not that way. I rely on external accountability to push me to do things. I need you to call me at eight in the morning, Al, and she would do it. But in normal circumstances, you know, if you were just getting up for yourself, you would do it. Exactly. And so this has been an external form of accountability that Connor needs to go to bed at a certain time. So I ain't going to stay up like, cool, I'll go to bed too. So it's really helped me be able to make those changes. So if you're somebody who's really wanting to make changes to your sleep, but you work a job that you get off at 10 PM, I did that when I was at Trader Joe's and it was so hard to get up. So finding a way to make an adjustment in your schedule, finding, you know, a new work schedule that would accommodate your ideal sleep schedule is going to be a big factor in the way you sleep. Some people are natural morning people, but that ain't me. I need routine. (laughs) I'm going to kind of give a duh moment here. Okay. The good Lord put the sun up there, put the moon out there for a reason. And in the old days, uh, we're watching these Western movies, yeah. uh, Yellowstone. 1923. 1923, yes. Just that visualization of those cowboys sitting around the fire. So at this time of the year, we're out camping uh, as we were coming up to visit you at 
435, the sun is going down below the mountains. It starts getting dark and cold. You yeah. you cook your food. You get your campfire while it's still light out. To, and then it's to sleep. When the sun goes down, you're kind of forced external circumstances. That yeah. sun goes down. We in this society live with the, these wonderful lights and so on, and we abuse them, maybe. Totally. Yeah, we have the ability to be able to stay up and have light in our house, whereas, yeah, they did not. And so that definitely, I've heard blue light at night, your screens are a big thing. My acupuncturist has told me, like, Stop your your screens two hours before. Yeah, I've heard at least one. I don't do that as well as I should, you know. I do, and I sleep better than you. Yep. I've been starting, I've been reading the book to go to sleep now, and that's been helping. I was, right. I still want to keep reading, but I'm like nodding out and I'm like, okay, it's time to go to bed. So that's been nice. What a great change to learn something new by reading a book. You are using a light, but it's not the screen light. It's not or, a blue light. Yeah. yeah. The phone scrolling. Yeah. It's more of a, a red light. Yeah. I've heard red light therapy is huge. My, my practitioner, as I've talked about over and over, over, we're talking about health here. She has revolutionized my health. She does offer a free detox guide that she offers to people who are interested in learning more. And it has a lot of these different solutions, red light therapy, circadian rhythm, your nutrition, water intake. We should be drinking a lot more water than most of us do. Water is what flushes our system. It gets the toxins out of our body. And makes the ball movements correct as well. Healthier. Yes. If you're not drinking enough water. And if you're sometimes drinking water like he, he was trying to drink water, but was feeling very dehydrated. She had me put Himalayan pink salt, like a teaspoon of Himalayan pink salt in my water first thing in the morning to drink that. And that helps your body absorb the water a little bit better. The salt does. It sounds counterintuitive. You're like, why would you put salt in your body? Because maybe it makes, does it make you thirstier too, as well as the cell? I don't think so. I, I think it just helps your cells absorb the water because salt is a mineral and your body needs minerals. So health journeys are crazy and there's so much information out there and it's really, really hard to weed through all the information to find what's right. There's always new trends and new fads and I've tried them all and they don't work. You finally found one that does. I found one that is, it's rooted in routine and habit. It's rooted in things that are good and natural instead of trying to, it's not an elimination diet. It's more of a, what's the opposite of reintroduction. It's reintroducing all these things that we've been keeping out of our bodies back in and not being so fearful. I think I was so fearful of food and anything else for so long. And this has been just incredible change. Yeah. It's a root. It's getting to the root Mm -hmm. cause of your cellular dysfunction. Dysfunction. That's a good word. Yeah. And so I just wanted to recommend to anybody else, since we are doing short episodes this season, just touching on my own journey and the things I've learned, we have talked to some incredible humans over the, since 2020, over the course of the last two, three years. Um, Really blessed with some great experts talking about all of this. All of this. And so I just wanted to refer you guys to some other episodes. We have an episode back at the early stages, episode 29 with Isa Kay. She was talking about happiness and health and the links between those two. So she'd be a very valuable resource. That'd be a great episode to check out. And the other one that I want to check out here is with Lauren Papanos. She talked all about hormones. It was straight up. She is a hormone expert. She teaches about hormones. She shocked us with some stuff. Yeah. It was episode 65. Yeah. With Lauren Papanos. And so she was talking about how there's 
over 50 hormones and they have to do with everything, your weight issues, your skin, your hair, your body temperature, your disease. And okay, let's just stop here for a second. I said a word that really stood out to me. Disease is dis-ease. <laughs> and so anytime your body is in dis Ease is the starting place for disease, which is the scary monsters of all the autoimmune and cancer and all the things. So if you are experiencing dis-ease of any kind, like I was, like I shared in episode two, find help and don't put it off. The longer you put it off, the more it builds, the harder it's going to be when you do want to try and make those changes. And it's so sad. There are so many people who I know who have already passed away. A young friend of mine, he was a year younger than me, Tori Larson. I grew up with him. He was a kid that was just a beacon of light. He was so bright, so shining, so athletic, so kind. And he passed away this year. I think it was in like two or three months. He passed away from testicular cancer and he was 25, I think. And it doesn't matter how healthy you think you are, you need to address the little issues that the red flags that you're like, nah, everyone's experiencing this. It doesn't matter if everyone's experiencing it. If you want to feel at ease in life, address that disease. And don't let the doctors tell you there's nothing wrong with you. If you feel dis-ease, then do something about it. And then this nutritional stuff you're talking about also, as far as we need the right nutrition and hormones and cellular strength in order to fight off those cancers and heart disease and thing, diabetes and things like that. Yeah. We need all of that working together because there are antioxidants that are preventing this. Not that you can prevent everything, but you can improve things. It's better to treat it now than be given a diagnosis that then shocks every person around you, your whole life, everything crumbles because you put off dealing with something that you've been dealing with a while. I've heard many people, I'm sure my mom who passed away from brain cancer was, she was a fighter. So she probably was experiencing things. She's like, no, nah, I'm good. I can push through it. I can push through it until it got so bad. And when it's so bad, you can't do anything at that point. So take initiative, do something now, make 2023 your year to achieve health and find the right people who are going to work with you to get there. I think that's well said. All right. Well, uh, we are looking forward to the next episode. So if you can tell us a little bit about what's going to be happening there. Our next episode next week, we hope you come back and tune in. It's going to be You about better come back because it gets better and better. It does get better and better. This is our last episode on health. We're going to be talking... I guess we have two more episodes of health-ish. These are more mental health, internal health. We're going to be focusing on inner work next week on how to pour into yourself because we focus so much on what everybody else thinks of us and what everybody else wants. We need to work internally to make sure that we are happy with the lives that we're living, that we are happy with where we're at because you're born alone and you die alone. That's the reality of it. You have some amazing support systems along the way, but they cannot change it. Only you can make change for yourself. And we need to keep our cup full. Absolutely. And we're looking to uh, just address all of these issues uh, with you next week. Until next week, better your best you, everyone. 
thanks so much for joining us and we'll see you next week on the power adulting podcast